This is the Couriers Talking Football Podcast. Back after our summer holidays in the usual places and formats and now on YouTube as well for those of you that actually want to watch us while we're speaking but I don't I will we'll see how that does numbers wise but uh, Jim you've always been had a great face for radio I'm sure uh, I'm sure that's always <laughs> boost our viewing numbers uh, that's what my mum used to say I great face for radio so I'm stuck with it you know? but yes Jim is with us after our summer break he's signed his new contract and the big breaking news is on a an emergency loan we've got we've got George Cran across from our sister podcast tour teams. Very and good to have you. Yeah. He was, he was <laughs> tough in negotiations, but we'll get some we'll get some Dundee sense at last, um, won't we? Got Jim? some penny sweets in there. It's fine. <laughs> good, good, good. Well, I mean, we, we like to start on a on a positive note with, uh, but I think we might struggle. All three of us, all three of us, <laughs> straight out of the uh, straight out of the League Cup before, well, before the Perth show. I'll go local for the uh, the Perth <laughs> listeners. I think we'll have to start with Saints without the three of them. And for I'll, I'll not go into monologue. I'll, 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 I'll give you my thoughts on it because obviously I was at the game on Saturday, and there's a few strands to it. But Jim, I'll start with you. I mean, what was your your first reaction when you see? I mean, are you? Let's <coughs> let's get the mitigation out. The sort of general mitigation out there. Are you a, are you getting tired of this format and the fact it's coming so early, and the fact that it feels to me as if year on year it gets nearer pre-season than competitive football in a lot of ways in in the way that the the top flight teams kind of have to have to treat it well if you've done your pre-season properly and you know you fixed up a few friendlies and all the rest of it you should be much sharp going into it i mean you know there's there's not really any excuse i mean saints took a clobbering from aloha and from Sterling Albion, lower league sides. I mean, you know the tradition. Tennis the beat Aloha. Sorry, from from uh, 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 St- uh, Stenny in the uh, first. Stenny, Stenny, Sterling Albion. Now the truth of the matter is, you know, full time sides will always lose the occasional match to part timers, but they should be harder, faster, fitter. Um, now, whatever stage of the season that comes in, in a sense, is irrelevant. I'm no mad about the early stages of the League Cup, but whatever stage it comes at, guys that are full-time, they've got all week to train, to work on set pieces, you know, the luxury of um, rest as well, which is hugely important for athletes, should be beating part, you know, the, the, the part-time teams, irrespective of what stage of the season it comes in. They're not having to hold down jobs as plumbers or, or brickies or, or, or teachers or lorry drivers or whatever, you know, they, they, they've got the joys of kind of doing their, their tours, training a day, watching a bit of video analysis, going through set plays um, and rest and all the rest, and masseuse, you know, masseuse and every kind of aspect of full-time football that should give you the advantage um, is there. And to go and lose and to be out of the cup this early on, I think I'm not, I'm not sure it kind of brooks any excuse to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, George, it is a. You've seen enough of them now, like myself, covering these for the for the paper. This it's indisputable. It's a leveler, isn't it? This time you you see yeah. you see results and you see not just results. You see even when even when the bigger teams win, they're quite often tightrope occasions, aren't they? Where the games could go either way. Ah, it definitely is a leveler. But I'm very much in favour of. Uh, this early start, I'm not a fan of friendlies at but all. But you're f- talking from a purely professional point well, of view, aren't you? Well, so. as a football fan point of view, I think it's far <laughs> better having these competitive games. And, and it is a level I would do get. We've had some really interesting results this time around. Um, but I agree with Jim in terms of the... I don't think there's any excuse, really. I, there, there are mitigating factors for St. Johnson's result of the weekend, but you can't get beat 4-0 at home. No. Stilling Albion. I mean, regardless of whether it's 
pre-season, there's only a week to go until the Premiership starts. So that raises a big question for me. Um, how St Johnston can react to that? That's always the, the big thing for any team after a bad result. Um, but in terms of the, the competition, I'm, I'm all in favour. But this year it seems to have been really, really tight. There's obviously been one less space in the, the best runners-up slot. But we've seen three teams go out on nine points, mm-hmm. which I had a look back previously at all the other um, years, and there was only three teams in the entirety of the competition that had gone out on nine wow. points previously. And we've had three go out this time. You can come back, by the way. You're doing so much. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's because I was having a look. My team, Queen of the South, had eight points, ah. so I was, I was kind of good. No, <laughs> listen, I'll, I'll take us into Saints properly then. Mm. I mean, it was, yeah. 4-0 at home to Stirling Albion. It'll go, it'll go down as one of the, the worst results, at, certainly at McDermott Park, in terms of just the, the bare bones. You know, you're talking a team that's just got promoted into League One. It was 4-0. The goals conceded were, were awful. All four of them were awful. Um, the press, it, the pressing, the, oh, the running. <laughs> well, all these things. It's going to be lack of all these <laughs> things I talk about. Pressing... Running, creativity, picking guys up in the box, they were all substandard. There are, there are, you know, I'm fresh in mm. from speaking to Stephen McLean this mm. morning. This is so Monday morning I was in speaking to Stephen McLean. And you, when you take a step back, you've gone, he's going through a process of cutting back on mm. a very, very bloated squad, which I think was the right thing to do. But when you get a raft of injuries to the senior pros, it's become a bit of a perfect storm and then you throw in a couple of guys that, that aren't playing well, a couple of guys that are edging <coughs> back. So he's got a lot of, you know, he's got a lot of issues there. And you look at his bench, he's turned to kids, he didn't have people who could really change the game for him. There's a lot of things conspiring against mm-hmm. him and him, his team being ready for the start of the season because I mean I, I can't remember I can't remember them being less ready for a, the start of a league mm-hmm. campaign possibly I think 2019-20 when Tommy Wright's team went out of the, the League Cup losing a couple of games they got battered at Celtic Park first first day mm-hmm. of the season and you know you could maybe you could maybe compare and con- compare that one but you know in my in my analysis of the of the match at the weekend, there, I'm not putting the blame on Steve McLean. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not the players have to take <coughs> in individual responsibility for for what went on, whether you're a young kid or whether you're a, a senior pro. But that squad quite clearly needs it needs strengthening, and it probably, in my opinion, I know why St Johnson are 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 sort of pulling back in terms of budget and all the rest of it. But I think I think the purse strings do need to be loosened to an extent. Not talking about you know reckless you know being going daft. That's never going to happen at a club owned by Jeff Brown. But I think you can see that St Johnson need three or four mm. starters on top of the ones that they've already brought in. So that that's that's where we're at in my opinion. <coughs> mm-hmm. um, they're not in I think that different a position from that which many football clubs find themselves at one stage or other. I mean traditionally we've talked about Saints and I've certainly written about it and we've spoke about it many a time being 
one of the best run clubs in Scottish football, along with Celtic, you, you, you tend to look at them and think fiscally sound, you know, financially kind of um, very well run, mm-hmm. very astute and all the rest of it. Now they're having to cut back. They've, got, they've had that bloated squad. Um, they, they, and we're talking play. about cutbacks, Jim. We're talking yeah. about this is recent, you know, in yeah. the grand scheme of things. They're still a club mm. with with money, you know. Absolutely, well, there's, there's money in the bank. They they, they 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 are in debt to no one. They own the stadium. They all own all the land round about it. I know. We know that Jeff's trying to sell at the moment. It'll be interesting to see what what does come. It'll be interesting to see too if kind of paring back a wee bit has got anything to do with you know trying to kind of line up that um, that sale. But it, it, the difficulty always in football, and this is where fans cut no slack whatsoever for owners. The difficulty is on the one hand you want to pair words because you've got a bloated squad. Or, or a squad that simply aren't doing the business, or, or a bloated squad that isn't doing the business, you know, uh, which, which appears to be um, the, the situation at the start of the season here. Um, you know, you might be too big wages, you've got too many on the books and all the rest of it. The problem is what you bring in next. I mean, you know, getting rid of people is hard enough um, because, you know, they very often get contracts that. They've done a lot of that. They've done a lot of that. Probably most, most of the of pairing. Most of the pairing's been done, you know, so that, 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 that is a difficult bit. But the, the other difficult bit then, this is where I've got sympathy. I wrote this in my column a few weeks back with Steve McLean. I'm a great believer in getting the right guys in rather than kind mm-hmm. of rushing at it. But there comes a stage, and, and a sense with some of the fans' message boards at the weekend, that they're kind of going, get somebody in, get somebody in, get players in. And it's that holding your nerve... Mm-hmm. A, a issue for the likes of Steve McLean at the minute. Hold your nerve. You identified your targets between yourself and whoever helping him to identify, you know, um, uh, you know the the targets that he's after. And in the meantime, because you know, you know, players are sitting there with their agents advising them who are looking for a cut. They're looking for the best deal possible for themselves and for the player as well. So you know, there will be other people now that the season's about to start. Um, you know, who are looking for mm-hmm. clubs and clubs who are looking for them. So Saints are in the marketplace and a quite a crowded marketplace. I think, I mean, sure, George will be telling us later on, Tony Doherty's trying to bring more in, mm-hmm. but he was saying it's a hard market to work in. There are other people chasing players as well. And Stephen McLean is now in a situation where he's chasing players other people are chasing as well. Because just as managers hold their nerve, players who think they've got something to offer and, and who've got smart agents hold their nerve as well. Sometimes they make a mess of it, but they hold their nerve too. So that somebody mm-hmm. like a Steve McLean or our manager elsewhere thinks we're a couple of days to go, you know, before either the window shuts or the season starts, there's that extra two or three hundred quid a week that you're looking for, you know. So it's a it's a really kind of um, it's a really difficult period because he, he's just in the job in the greater scheme of things. Mm-hmm. It's very very early days for him, and this is where he needs good people around about. And he's got Stan Harris. We both mm-hmm. know Stan well. Stan's I've known Stan man and boy, you know. Um, you need good people around about you who understand, you know, on the one hand how how fiscally responsible the club needs to be, but at the same time, can that fine line between being fiscally responsible and football and, realities and football realities and splashing out for the right kind of signings? The problem is with the right signing always is an objective decision. Yeah, I mean, I, I like the I like the way they're going with the signings mm-hmm. so far. There haven't been many. The mm-hmm. goalkeeper comes with good pedigree, two-year deal. The striker Luke Jeff got. Mm-hmm. He's clearly not match fit yet. But again, he's got a good enough pedigree <coughs> to, good and a good enough mm-hmm. age to think that, yes, he should score goals for them, should be a good signing. Again, two-year deal, and by the time this podcast comes out, hopefully Sam McClellan might mm-hmm. be confirmed. Mm-hmm. Another one, you know, an age and a two-year deal. So that's very different to to the profile of player mm-hmm. that was coming in this time last year. It's, it's quite clear it is. But, George, the, I mean, St. Johnson... 
all of them, they're now in this this four week spell, which is it's it's it, it's why I'm a, I'll never make a prediction on who's going down, yeah, where clubs are going to be until I <clears throat> till this transfer window closes because it changed for me mm. for St Johnston when they got Nicky Clark. I thought yeah, all of a sudden he could be the player that unlocks different parts of the team and and it kind of it probably proved that way for the first few months of the season. And you so, look back a year before and the players they lost. Yes. The end of the yes. Exactly. So yeah. this is this is it's a tough you know but yeah. but manager <laughs> still got to try and get results <laughs> with with a squad that he's he's clearly not it's clearly mm-hmm. not finished it's, he's he's yeah. not happy with it so you know it ain't easy is it? No, exactly. And that, that, we ha- do have to be wary of um, overblowing <coughs> the, the weekend results for for all the teams. I think because there is still four weeks is a long time uh, to get players in. Um, but as you say, the, everything sounds good about the the players that Steve McLean has brought in, which shows that that patience has paid off somewhat, but crunch time now, the league's mm-hmm. starting. I know, I'm kind of contradicting myself, uh, saying there's still time, but you need to get results. I'm just having a look at the, the team. I'm very impressed, actually, with Jim's high-tech equipment. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we don't have any of this on two teams on street. It's all pen and paper. We've got an opening iPad. Your, opening your eyes here. Don't let down here, It was quite an inexperienced team, isn't it? Uh, just looking at particularly at widening you got Alex Ferguson and Max. Oh, the guys that have, you know, Cammy, yeah. Max Kusharavi, yeah. League League One experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Alex Ferguson, League Two. Cami Ballantyne played most of his football. Montrose, yeah. League One. So Liam Parker yeah. made his debut as a centre half. Hasn't played that much football. Mm-hmm. He's five again, League Two. And then you go at the bench and they're bringing on 16 and 17 year olds. Exactly. I mean, it just shows you how important experience is at, at times. No matter how promising these players are, when you get more experienced pros that have been around a long time you can see that what happens sometimes um but yeah I was, I was having a look at the league in total and because obviously I covered Dundee is my job and they've been signing boys all over the place they've signed 11 <laughs> that's the reason they've got the high tech I because I couldn't remember how many they'd signed but I think Dundee are top of the league Mexican flag over there Jim is it I think Dundee are top of the league for signing made and St Johnson are bottom of the league for signing yeah. made so I'd, they're a wee yes. bit behind the curve. I don't know. I mean, it's who knows whether it makes one more ready than the other. That's just, I know. I mean, no, I'm not saying it does. But but I, I, yeah. No, I mean, I would say at the moment, just with the injuries and the results, everything, at the moment, probably St. Johnson are the least ready team mm-hmm. for the start of the Premiership. Yeah. But the, the flip <coughs> side of it is I can absolutely guarantee you that this week, and I saw him today. You could still see he wasn't. He was still bristling at what he'd say. Mm-hmm. This will be a week for St. Johnson, like the first week when he took over from Callum Davison. He will. I th- I think you will see a team in effort and application, running all the rest of it that kind of mirrors what he got. Mm-hmm. Going back to what was the first game he had? Hibs, it was, wasn't mm-hmm. it? After he took over from Callum, so. I mean, I the well, key is now to turn <coughs> this big negative into a, a positive and, and you say that this is never happening again. <coughs> Particularly for the players, they'll be smarting. After, and after he's, found out, he's found out a lot. Yeah, I was interested. He's that found was, out a lot. Yeah, but, but who's I, ready and who's not. Yeah. That was interesting. I, I, I was reading your piece you know, where Stevie May had said the Sterling Albion uh, result had to be a line in the sand, you know, and talking about uh, you know, Marker having the players in 
for the 15 minutes, including again the injured guys and all the rest. Now that happened with Stenritzmuir as well, you know, that 15 minutes after when mm-hmm. you go through things, then you take the senior pros later on as well and you talk about things and maybe, you know, at that stage they can talk about, you know, maybe the younger guys in the squad, not, not in any kind of, you know, demeaning sense, but, you know, gaffer, have you thought about this? If it's going to be that, you know, that, that style of management. Um, but, that's twice now he's had to do that after games. Mm-hmm. That, 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 that kind of that tends to lose its emphasis mm-hmm. after a while. We've all worked in, in managerial situations. There's levels where, of you meeting, know, isn't there? I, mean, yeah. I, used to, I mean, the BBC, we used to go to meetings after 10 minutes, I just switched off completely because you know, <laughs> you've done so many of them. But I mean, um, there's levels of all that. There's levels of attentiveness. There's levels of kind of, you know, the message you want to put across and how you put it across and how often you put it across and all the rest of it. I mean, the key thing I think now is, you know, having had this lousy start the season and the League Cup, you know, exit, um, you know, you've got to kind of... You've really got to get off to a flyer in the first two or three games, I think. Otherwise, the pressure could build very, very quickly because he is a, he is a young. I mean, I've seen some Saints fans on his case already, which I think is unfair. I mean, it takes time to build a team. I know we, you know, we don't want to believe that as journalists or fans, you think you should just assemble kind of twenty guys, yeah. a squad, and throw them together. And it doesn't work like that. You know, Another people th- are moving to new cities, strange cities. Um, you know, uh, you know, football players like the rest of us have got domestic issues. You know, that, that kind of nag away at the back of their minds and all the rest of it. They'll come. Have I done the right thing? Does the gaffer actually fancy me? There's a million things go on in the life of professional athlete. And, and the one that's, you know, the, the one that's kind of got everybody hunkering down at Saints at the moment is the whole injury thing. That's always at the back of the mind. What's he? He's missing is it six at the moment, or more, on tre- or, more, more on the treatment more. table. Yeah. Now, <clears throat> you know, senior pros gets them back. You know, gets three or four of them back. Makes what a couple of signings this week. You know, and mm-hmm. things start to look a whole lot better. Mm-hmm. Gets a decent result the weekend, which will not be easy. Um, but gets a decent result the weekend. Things start to look a whole lot better. But at the moment, it's not just a case of holding your nerve in the signing stake. It's a case of just being, you know, Mister Cam and holding your nerve and not letting the players see you. Because you know, I'm no suggestion for a minute Steve McLean will be panicking. But he's, a, he's like the rest of us, a human being. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you sit down at night and have your tea or a cup of, t- cup of tea, and you think, What have I just watched? What, what have I just watched? <laughs> how, how, you know, how do, yeah. how do I tweak this? Is he really, you know, is he really the, you know, the outside man that I thought he was? Is he really the central defender I thought he was going to be? You know, all these things are, are going through a manager's mind. It's a tough gig, managing. It's a, mm-hmm. it's a tough gig. It's you know, it's, I mean, you're dealing with, with you know, a squad of kind of big egos and I don't mean that in a bad way every, every player thinks they should play every, you know mm. you can guarantee that every player that didn't start with their day at Dens <laughs> thought they should have been starting and, and, and some of the Saints and all the rest of it I mean it's a tough gig managing you're dealing with egos you're dealing with kind of all sorts of issues you know a million and one issues and and I think that's where um, that's where Stephen needs to support them and he needs good people around about him and, and he, he's got that with Stan uh, and the rest I think Gus Saints, McPherson yeah. as well and, and Gus as well I mean I think you know that's where you need that kind of solidity Round about you, people you know, people you can trust, and all the rest. Of and look, I, I, I always hesitate as as a, as a journalist to say fans should because fans pay their money. I don't, you know. I go and we have press pass and all the rest. Of it. So yeah, in that respect, uh, you're putting your chin on the line when you tell fans what they should think. But they do need to exercise a bit of patience here, I think, you know. And and the bulk of the Saints fans, the bulk of the Saints fans do. But there's a small hardcore, and it's very often the hardcore that that kind of start the ripple through the stands. You know, when things are going badly, that that's the danger. So everyone at Saints at the minute just needs to keep a calm head. By the end of this week, we have a couple of signings and treatment, you know, a physio going to tell the manager things look a wee bit better on the treatment table. Things, maybe the pressure starts to ease off a bit, you know. 
Then yeah. you get scudder at the weekend, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the week. I'll, I'll not make you make up. One of one of the good things about it is taking this new Monday slot is Jim. I might not even ask you for production of the well, game, but it's it. so so far away, so far away. Uh, George, okay, we'll we'll move you on to home territory then. Dundee, oh. but oh, no. inju- injuries isn't something that's actually a big issue with them. Or am I am I right in saying that it's not? No, they're they're in pretty good shape. They had too many players on Saturday. Um, Sean Byrne was kind of left out of the squad, which was, oh. I'm sure, something oh. yeah, to look at. Um, he was training on the pitch uh, when I arrived at the dent part on his own. Um, Tyler French was also out there doing a bit of his rehab from his broken right leg back in January, so that'd be a, another really strong addition at the back for Dundee. saw last season he's super quick and he'll, he'll add a lot um, to their defence. Who are you liking then, George? How, how many how many signings are we at? We're at eleven. And See, I'm very jealous. Speaking as the guy that writes about St. Johnson, yeah. you've, you're at eleven. Okay. And uh, Tony Doherty said yesterday he's looking to hopefully get another couple in this week. So I mean, it is when you when you just say it like that, it does sound kind of crazy, doesn't it? Yeah, when you get in 12, 13, when you've got more than a team of trans mm-hmm. of new mm-hmm. signings, you could probably make a team. You've got a goalkeeper in there, so you yeah. could probably get your eleven out there. Many loanies um, are about five, is it? There's five, five at the moment, five yeah. <clears throat> so that's a bit of a worry for me. I think there's mm. a lot of young lads that undoubtedly, undoubtedly have quality and talent. Experience might be an issue coming into a new league. I think Shaughnessy is the only one that's got real experience in the Premiership of, of the eleven that have come in. I think he literally is, isn't he? <laughs> Tiffany yeah. had a bit. Tiffany had a wee bit. Did he? Yeah, I feel like Alan Hansen moment coming on you when nothing with kids. <laughs> <laughs> I was um, thinking it on Saturday at McDermott Park. <laughs> but the, uh, in terms of overall, in terms of the the way they've played, they've been pretty good over this League Cup group. Obviously, they, they fell short. Goals has been the issue. Uh, they won three one against the Barton, but the rest of the games were mm. one two one nils and a one nil defeat. Um, so that's that's the main concern they've got at the moment is putting the ball in the net. New striker, yes, who's standing out. I liked the new striker, Amadou Bakayoko. He looked really good on on Sunday, actually. Um, As a hold-up striker? It or? looked like he's got a bit of everything. Yeah. How many goals he scored, not sure. Yeah. But um, he's big, good in the air. I bet you are sure. Run. But yeah, you know how many run. goals he scored. Well, he didn't have a good season last season. <laughs> we'll say that. Um, but previously, he's got a record of scoring at League One level mm-hmm. down south. So, and he's he's big, he's strong, can run. He, he had a really good strike in the second half, shortly after coming on. And, and if that's him, not ready yet, mm-hmm. then they're in yeah. a pretty good place because <clears throat> um, he made a big big difference when he came off the bench at, at half time. Um, and then we've um, got will Robinson. Will Robinson be a, a Premiership standard striker? Do you think? I think so. He may take a wee bit of time to get used to it. That's what happened last season. We could see him developing as the as the season went on. Um, he got better and better, and I, th- I like him a lot. He's he's such a strong striker on the ball. His touches it's really good. Um, and he likes a partnership, doesn't he? Yeah, he's really good with it last season. Get it last yeah, season. Yeah. And if he's got him and Pakiuka together, which they had in the second half, that's a really really strong in terms mm-hmm. of physical strength and imposing partnership. Um, question is how many goals he scores that's mm-hmm. I think that's the issue Dundee have to answer at the moment yeah because Zach Rodden's been what he's been used a bit hasn't he so yeah he's looked pretty sharp uh, to be fair uh, scored the winner uh, Bonnie Rigg uh, which is important they should have scored more goals that day if they had trying, really he's trying too hard at St. 
if there's such a thing at St Johnson that I there's thought. There's a wee bit of that in him. And it just felt like he just, yeah, partly trying too hard, part you're just thinking, has he quite got the quality you need for that level? Well, he's, he's got competition now. Yeah. I mean, depends how the manager's going to set up. He's played 4 through 3 with just the one kind of striker with two wingers. And the last two games he's played a two up top. Um, that gives him a chance of getting in then, doesn't it? Yeah, but he's got some real competition. Yeah. So it's, he, we know he can finish if he gets the chances. Mm-hmm. He's, got, he's got to start doing that when he gets his chances. He did, <coughs> no, notably, he didn't get a chance on Sunday when mm-hmm. he needed a goal. Mm-hmm. So he's maybe yeah, got yeah. some work to do. Yeah. Uh, if anybody's got a right to be peeved, it's Tony Doherty. I mean, you know, to, 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 to win three <laughs> games, lose <laughs> the one, you know, the penalty missing all the rest of the area, you know, and to tumble at the cup at this stage is, is uh, he, he must feel kind of in the parlance gutted with that. But I mean, I think um, I'm really intrigued to just to see how this shapes up for Dundee because it's a lot of signings, you know, yeah. 11, maybe another one, maybe, you know, Baker's dozen uh, we're heading towards. I mean, it, it, it really is quite intriguing. And, um, talk about, I, I like Shockness I know um, I know at one stage it was a possibility of him moving abroad but I, I like him I think he's a big kind of solid central defender the king you need um, um, in this side but, and, and physically strong as well and I'm intrigued that there might well be a bit of physique about the side because you know as, as one who's mm. spent his life you know, kind of um, as a as a vertically challenged short ass, you know, and 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 you know, bigging up the kind of smaller players, you do need a bit of physicality in in, in uh, the Premiership. There's no doubt about that. Um, you need guys that kind of can use themselves, put themselves about, hopefully a bit of pace as well, but a kind of physicality. Um, but there are a lot of young players in there, mm. um, and this will be the acid test, I think, of of Doc's management and coaching skills, how he marries the experience with youth. If it works out, it can be great. Um, and I mean, it's, it's quite intriguing. That he's a, I mean, he did his, he did the bulk his work really early on, didn't he? I mean, yeah. he, he was really smart. Not been hanging about. He uh, hasn't been hanging mm. about. He's really smart about his transfer business. You know, the guys that he brought in. I think he can five or six in within next to no time at all. So uh, you know, heading for a dozen. Um, and uh, look, I'm, I'm the same as you. I, I, I wouldn't want to predict anything this season so far because we're seeing you're seeing teams almost radically reshaped, aren't you? Yeah, look at Dens, much, you yeah. Go. I mean, I, I'm looking through and going, who's that? Who's that? Who's that? <laughs> you know. Um, but I think there's there's a fair bit of experience, you know, at Dens to marry with the, the youth he's bringing. So if he's bringing in freshness and energy and and, and, and good legs and all the rest of it, you know, um, along with 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 good experience, it might just be the sort of season that Dundee can surprise. Mm-hmm. An awful lot of people, but you wouldn't want to make. But none of the sides, that includes United, who we'll be talking about shortly too, and indeed Saints, who've had a lousy start. I think you want to get to the end of the transfer window, um, see who else comes in, and just get an idea by then how th- things are starting to shape up. I mean, the window's open for was it another uh, just a month? Yeah. Yeah. So you know, there's a fair bit of business that can be done between now and then. That might also mean players going. Or you wouldn't imagine there'd be many leaving, but um, I think. Uh, <clears throat> the Dundee one fascinates me. I mean, that's you know, Doc is, is kind of he set the ground running mm-hmm. in terms of signs and all the rest. And I think he can also be pretty pleased um, with what he's seen so far. So, and I mean, I, you know, he, he was an assistant to Derek McInnes for what, 13 years or something. Like that. He knows the game inside out, knows the city, 
Um, not, not that any of that counts, you know, but <laughs> but uh, but it should count. Gives you a head start, yeah, yeah, it gives you a head start, you know. Yeah. And I think um, he's determined to prove himself as his own man. And he should, he, I mean, the other thing is, despite his, his Arab connections, you know, from way back, he's, I think, he's Dundee, fans have, quite strangely, uh, yeah. Dundee fans have taken to him, they seem to have taken yeah, to him, you know. Yeah. So, intriguing, intriguing. Are you getting vibes as to, in terms of general spend, George, as to, you know, as, as in it being sort of budget that the manager would have been happy with yeah i think they've they've <coughs> pushed really hard i think in terms of when they were, when they decided to honor Dirk, it was it was their man they've, they've pretty much backed, backed him. him as much as they could i mean just uh, i just point to the um pre-season trip there was no mm -hmm. sign of that coming at all under gary boya obviously we found out why but um <laughs> Previous seasons, there'd been no hint of anything like that since their last trip, which was, pre it was James oh, McPake had just taken over. You and it was Jim McIntyre that had actually organised it all, which tells you how far mm. I was going to say, I thought it might have even been when you and Mr Roach were away out with Neil McCann's team. No, there, there was another one, one since then. following, I think, the following year. So that nobody's managed to convince John Nelms to put his hand in his pocket to get a pre-season trip until this summer, which tells you there's... They're putting a bit of money into this. I think, looking ahead, I think the stadium. We'll wait and see what happens. No, but I think that's they want to be a Premiership team when and when, if yeah. when they move to the new campy, yeah. campy new. So I think they want to make sure they're in the Premiership. Handy for me, just on the road. Oh, well, <laughs> yeah. Vespa. <laughs> yeah. So, so we talked about the strikers, George. Anybody else catching your eye? Apparently, uh, McCowan turned things when he came. He yeah, half. interesting. He came on straight swap for Josh Mulligan at right wing back, <coughs> which for a left winger oh, was right. uh, mm -hmm. interesting. It's Gary Boyer moved him on to the right last season, and he's kind of continued there as on the right hand side cutting in. Um, he made a real impact. He'd, he'd missed the previous game with suspension. On the other side. Been very, very impressed with Owen Beck. Yeah, he mm -hmm. looks very good. It's particularly on the ball, we've not seen him really properly tested defensively, and obviously, he'll get that when the Premiership starts. But on the ball, he's a classic player. Yeah, from what I hear of him, and I've, I've heard the same as you that mm -hmm. you know, the, the people I've spoke to says, you know, I hear that Dundee have got a real player there, which I think is maybe why Tony Dock is switched to a 3 yeah, 5 2 so he get the wing back. He so. sounds to me like Adam Montgomery. I don't know if you ever got to see Adam mm. Montgomery when he was playing playing with Saints. Yeah. Last season when obviously the bulk of the, the season they went with a three with, with Callum. <coughs> Montgomery mm -hmm. actually by the time he'd had such a good season, he adapted to being a proper left back when yeah. when Steve McLean's switched, but Montgomery was very, very good. It makes with such the a little difference tight to your spaces, team as well. one twos. When and, you've got yeah. a, a proper attack and win back you can see it kind of transforms the way your, yeah. your team attacks so he's, he's got real quality on that left mm. flank right, the 3-5-2 three, three, is, is, is a great system if you've got two, if you get it right, two yeah. wing backs who, who yeah. can A defend uh, but B have a bit two of ball playing well. wide centre yeah. halves yeah. or at least one of them mm. Yeah, Tiffany's an interesting one, isn't it? He can, he can actually switched in one. I mean, he's he yeah, I'm not sure that's the same one, the wide, you know, or, or wider position, you know. Yeah, I think he's he's obviously did a lot of his good work as a winger at, at Partick Thistle, and we've seen a bit of that for Dundee. I'm, I'm not sure he's best suited to mm. being a number ten, but sometimes if you want to, for the good of the team, sometimes maybe it's It'll not be best for everybody. Yeah, yeah no. Do they have a natural number ten? Lyle Cameron's Lyle probably Cameron, most. Yeah. <coughs> obviously, he's very young and and first season in the Premiership. 
but he made a difference when he came on on Sundays. Loads of potential there. Robertson um, was getting talked up a lot at the start. He's had a good preseason. He came off the bench. Um, looked okay. Um, I've been impressed with him. He's, he's actually played out, out wide. Um, in the four-three-three, he played on the left wing a couple of times and got some assists because he's got when he gets the ball at his feet, he's got quality. He's got little, yeah. So um, not sure he's got the not sure he's got the legs for that position long term. But yeah, yeah, it's one to keep an eye on. But I think he can be quite happy with what he's done over the preseason because I wasn't sure what his feelings were at the end of last season. He hadn't really he dropped out of the team. He mm-hmm. got injured. He'd done come in and come out and scoring goals and doing okay but wasn't keeping his place and just wondering whether he might think it's time to look elsewhere but then obviously manager came in was immediately said he wanted to sign up the, the youngsters in, in terms of him and Max Anderson and he got his contract and he's looked like he's got a bit, bit of a new lease of life this, this summer um, but it's a big season for him Cheers. The the fixture list is is pretty good for Dundee as well, isn't it? Starting up, Jim. I think they've got well their first game. <coughs> they're at Dens Park. It's good. Unfurled flag. It's good. Unfurled yeah. against a team they should have a a good chance of beating, mm-hmm. but these ones they're double edged swords, aren't they? Um, the Motherwell's Motherwell one is an intriguing one, isn't it? I mean, I think you know D- Dundee are. By any stretch of the imagination, as big a club as Motherwell, you know, some would say bigger. Um, it's you know, this is where you get into predictions thing. You, you look at the fixture list and you think, okay, is it a good start? Is it a bad start? We'll find out three, four games, and you'll find out with the signings he's made, whether young boys can marry with the more experienced players, um, whether they've got the hunger and desire and the attitude and the aptitude in the squad. And I think we'll have all of these things with Tony Doggery. I mean, you're you're dealing with him on a, mm. I mean, I've known him God twenty five years, but you're dealing with him on a, a daily basis. You know, what I mean, I think he's he's brought a kind of, um, you know, I, I I think he brings a kind of an energy to the place, Doc. And I yeah. think he brings an, enthousi- yes, an enthusiasm to the, to, to the place. That. And I think that's important. I mean, I think your, your manager sets the tone, sets the tone for everything. It's interesting what you're saying about the young boys here too, when he comes in, he immediately, you know, because he, know, he, he knows the play, he knows the Scottish scene. So he knows all the young guys mm. about the game, you know. Knows uh, the Mexican I, scene I, as well. Well, he knows the <laughs> Mexican scene as well. But, you know, the young kids that have signed on, they want, you know, young young people, they want to be loved. They want that kind of father figure around them and says, look, I believe in you. I think you can do the business for me. I think you've got a great future. Mm. That's what kids want. You know, they, they, they want to be encouraged. I'm no kind of in that camp of kids today. Kids kids today are no different from what they were when I was cutting about as a kid in Kirkton, you know. I mean, they're, they're just, they're kids. They want encouragement. They want direction. They want a lot of, they want their energy to flow and they want to flow constructively. And I think Doc will do that with, with a lot of these kids now. You know, in five, six weeks, I might be sitting here saying, he's got to go. You know, <laughs> but, but, that's the nature of football, you know. But um, I mean, I think I, I, I was quite heartened when, and I was surprised, I have to say, when, when Dundee signed him up. Because I was like everybody else, you think, yeah. is it him? Is it oh, it's left field. You're speaking totally to your pals, your agents, yeah. and all the rest of it, and none of us have got a sniff. You know, John Nell's kept it very, very quiet. I think it uh, it looks to me like a good appointment. But I guess it's. What's your word? Yeah, what, what would be if, if I was to say to you, what's your, I'm, I'm sure you'll be writing a, a piece along these lines, the sort of what the positives, the negatives, what, what could go right, what could go wrong? What would, what would, what would be your worry for Dundee? Is it the inex, inexperience in the Scottish top flight? I, th- I think so. It's, it's uh, a young team, so I can go two ways. Mm-hmm. Well, probably more than two, but um, <laughs> it, it, can, it can be really positive if you've got a young, hungry team that gels and, and really comes together. Um, 
but sometimes that inexperience can, can prove costly. As we kind of mentioned about St Johnston a wee bit, that game at the weekend had a lot of young players in it. It showed. You, it can show, yeah. And sometimes, I think Joe Shaughnessy is a very big signing that can mitigate that. Very experienced, obviously. Um, there's a lot of lone players, as we mentioned as well, which is always a wee bit of a worry <coughs> for me because mm-hmm. we've seen in the past that Dundee have had a lot of lone players that sometimes you wonder how much they really care about mm-hmm. playing for Dundee mm-hmm. and being at Dundee. That's been a big question over the years. Um, these ones that they've brought in on loan seem very eager and they all want to play basically they all, they all want to a lot of them are young and want to make their their kind of yeah i mean if you're, impact if in the, you're the, game. the left back if you if you yeah. don't if he doesn't do what dundee he hasn't got a Questions sniff of I, 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 exactly. liverpool exactly. You know, <coughs> that, sh- that's where you find shine. out how good your recruitment's been not, it's not yeah. just about getting players in it's getting the right players in it's, getting, it's, it's about nah, doing the background yeah. checks now this is where you would like to think that between Doc's long experience in the game and Gordon Strachan's long yeah, experience yeah. in the game. They know people. They know people both sides of the border. Um, Strachan, you know, is absolutely clued into the English scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, Doc will have his contacts there as well. So <clears throat> when you're, you know, when, when you're checking players, uh, you're checking, uh, you know, a the clubs they come from. What, what, what's what's the mentality in that club? And if you're coming from Liverpool, yeah, that's that's nailed on. You know, yeah. you, if you're coming from, I mean, they give from, him a five-year you know, contract as well. Uh, absolutely, you, you know, it t- tells everything. you, you know. So right away, you kind of know that they're coming from good background. You know, what is the player like? What what what, what has he got? Stable family background? Is he kind of? Is he is is he a kind of sound boy? Has he got a good head in his shoulders? Is he kind of? Is he a, is he a mature nineteen-year-old? That all all that sort of stuff. And I think it'll, it'll quite quickly become apparent. But George is right. I mean, it can go to it can go two or three ways. Sometimes in the same game. You know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, you can have a brilliant first half and, and, and dreadful you know young guys are like oh I've been magnificent that half go into the dressing room cock at the walk come out and they're shit and they're so, yeah. <laughs> come out the second half and they're dreadful in the, <laughs> in the second half I mean that's the nature you know I mean what you're always looking for I think when you've got a young squad is is for the older players to kind of gel them in terms of cons- their consistency yeah, it's consistent so you get that sense. level yeah. of performance which which is stable right through kind of not just the match but the season you know and, and I think that's always that's the difficulty for for any athlete in any sport in the world. I mean, there, there, there's an age thing. There's, it's an indeterminable. There comes an age where you start to hit your peak performance because you know how you train best, how you rest best, how you, you know, your dietary requirements and all the rest of it. Now, you've got an army of people these days at Dens and all the rest that are helping you with all that sort of stuff. But much of it's trial and error. You've got to find it for yourself, you know. So, I mean, I think it'll be a fascinating season. And, but, you know, look, we do this every season. With football, you sit and you go, oh, this looks good. There's some great signings there, mm. all the rest of it. Six weeks in, you're wondering where it all went wrong, you know. <laughs> but I mean, it's, uh, you know, it'll be, it'll be a suck it and see. But I think it, it looks quite promising, I think, for Dundee. I mean, you know, where they end up, if you're predicting where they end up, that's another kettle of fish. Well, it's going to be a take tough tenth right now, I think. You know, and I hate saying yeah. it because most, I, most know, of the teams would yeah, survive. Most below, apart from maybe Kilmarnock, yeah. who's really seriously mm. spent money. Yeah. I think all the rest. Are the ones you would imagine would yeah would, and, would and sign up for ten mm-hmm. and to some extent and, and you know managers and, and, and directors of football and the rest and players will never admit it but you know you don't want to be at the league cup you certainly don't want to be at the league cup the way Dundee went because you know good wins one narrow defeat Mr Penalty and all the rest of it probably should have been anything but the key thing for Dundee this season is to establish themselves in the Premiership and stay there. And, st- and get a good long run so that they start to re-establish themselves 
as a top flight club and know the yo-yo club yeah. that they've been for the bulk of my journalistic career, you know, um, because the potential exists. Bulk of my adult life. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> uh, I mean, I've, look, I've said this to you before. I mean, you know, um, <clears throat> when I worked at BBC, my younger colleagues it quite quickly become apparent to me that I was still of a generation that had seen really good Dundee sides. I'd have been at Dens with 30-odd thousand and all the rest. No, you know what? I've been at Dens when there's big mm. crowds and, and they've had good sides and all the rest of it. But quite quickly became apart from me. But my, my younger colleagues regarded Dundee as a, a Falkirk or a Partick Thistle. Mm. But I still saw them as potentially being the, the equal of United. Or, you know, if they were really getting it together. A hearts and hips. A hearts and hips. You know, so change days. Yeah, we are. <clears throat> well, if we were starting this podcast, if we were starting our... 2023-2024 podcast season a week or so ago, Jim, it would have been, United would have been the main talk of crisis, but... Good one out. Good one <laughs> out. I've, I've got a boy who follows me on Twitter, every Dundee United manager gets that from him, good one out, well, out. you know, two well, weeks in a job. Good, good ones, had three wins and he's had <laughs> three clean sheets, I believe, as well, and from speaking to United pal of mine, mm-hmm. he's, he seemed to think the first half down at Carlisle was as good as he's seen mm-hmm. for a, for quite some time. I think this. I think it, it, it could well be, it could well be a, a phony war for United. We shall see because you know a one's a friendly, mm. and the other two were, you know, United were out of the group. They knew they knew they were done, mm. didn't they? So we shall see. But how are you how are you looking at their signings now, well, Jim? The, the, and he, the, and, he, and intriguingly, he he thinks he's. As good as done, isn't it? Yeah, he, he, he he's right. done it. I think there might be one more he was suggesting, but I, 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 I don't know if there will be or not. I mean, Jim seems quite happy, but there are two key things he's done, and, and to me, it's absolutely crucial. I mean, I know that we talk about the spine of the team as well, but there's one thing I think you can almost afford to kind of not miss out on, but you know, but, but kind of comes last. Get your goalkeeper right. Yes, you get the man between the sticks right now. Walton, you know, made a one. I've only saw the still of it. Yeah, right? it's the one. Look, another one. You're looking a fabulous about. save yes. up top right, hard yes. one for a, even a big keeper to get up to. Boom, tips it away. You know, in the corner over the bar, whatever. Um, <clears throat> and and Moult up front, Louis Moult up front, who has got kind of physical presence. Who's just an out and out striker. You know, mm. that's what he's a target man, a striker. You know, bring people out. like Fletcher as well, but maybe you know, more physicality in Fletcher. So two things he's done right. He's got a goalkeeper. And solid defence, I think, comes from the goalie, where the two central defenders are depending on the, you know, on on the set play and the two, you know, wing backs, full backs, call them what you want. Know that they've got a man between the sticks who will command, who comes for it, you know, knows how to organise them. Will come, punch, take the ball, whatever. So it looks, you know, um, from early, you know, early viewings and from the reputation he brings that, that, that Walton. Is, is is what's you know what was needed that, what was needed in part last year missing <laughs> yeah last year been missing for a long time um and and then you, you know you, you've got the situation up front with mole um the intriguing thing is how um tony watt who's now the vice captain well. or assistant captain will, will fit in with that now i like what i've said it what before. did you think of that first I'll, of all when he was named it's a well, big I, ga- <clears> a big <throat> risk reward gamble he's, yeah. t- he's taken with that because you don't look at tony watt and think captaincy material with the greatest respect to the, the career that he's had or I don't well I said, I said to you a minute ago there comes an indeterminable indefinable stage with a player where he suddenly knows what's right what's good for him in terms of diet rest and all the rest of it there also comes uh, along with that that stage where a player starts to grow up and he has to he has to stop being a boy and become a man you know and I think Tony Watt 
is maybe just at that stage. And and if Jim Goodwin's pulled this off with saying, I'm here, Yarley, you know what? Here's responsibility. Mm -hmm. Now, oh, you're, it's a now you're, if it works you're, out. you're no Jack the Lad anymore, you know. That's fine, you can have a laugh with the boys in the dressing room. But, you know, once you get out there in that training ground, serious heart goes on. The business the business heart goes on. It's the same when you cross the pitch. Now, that's that, that I'm not having a pop at Tony in, in terms of what he's done previously. He's, he's a smashing football player. He's got all the talent in the world. He can take a man, he can beat a man, delivers a fine, uh, a, a, you know, a fine cross ball and all the rest of it. Never an out-and-out -out goal scorer, um, we know that. But if he can do the link work, you know, and by all accounts on Saturday, he was ferrying back and forward. He's dropping, the fetch in, and he's, the water he's dropping into you know, a more midfield, <coughs> yeah. tennis so role. If he can kind of do that link-up play with, with Moult, who's, who's a goal scorer, then all of a sudden you've got goalkeeper, you know, who's commanding. You've got a striker who really has a presence and can score goals. Um, then, you need the, then you need the midfield combo to get the ball to him. Although, you know, listen, I'm, I'm not a great, you know, for me, it doesn't have to be ticka-tacka. You know, there's nothing wrong with the 60-yard diagonal. You, know, you see, when people used to talk about the great United, so United has great United States with Bannon and Sturrock and all the rest of it. Very often, United's most subtle ploy, or least subtle ploy, was the 60-yarder to Davy Dodds, the knockdown, boom. Man City yeah, were doing that last absolutely. season. Absolutely. You know, horses yeah. for courses in football. So, you know, I'm not for a minute saying they shouldn't be looking for that kind of creative force in midfield. Maybe you can find it. Maybe Jim's unlocked it um, in the middle there, you know, looking at it. He might, he might well find that it comes from within, you know, um, and I hope it does. But for the moment, the two key positions are goalkeeper and striker. They were desperate for a striker. I mean, Fletcher... Fletcher there was no doubt in Fletcher's quality. <coughs> um, he was still probably their best player last he, he season. Was, he they? was their best player, that's right. But um, they, they didn't get didn't get the ball to him often enough for one thing, and he had nobody to play alongside, nobody to play with. Now, you know, what of course had gone to um, to St. Bernard loan, you know. So there, there's a combination of things I think that, that they still probably need to I still don't work think, on and get right. Yeah. But I think it looks a whole lot better it, than it did last it season. It does. I still don't. I never saw. I I always <coughs> saw Fletcher and what as a potential problem as it was just never going to work combination. the combination and my gut instinct is that Moulton Watt would be is the same mm. I, I don't see that as a well, it's as interesting a natural that, fit of the two it's interesting that Watt's gone back to the, the left mm -hmm. lately because obviously that's where he had the really good spell at Mullowell, that's where he was doing his, his damage for them and why United made the move to bring him in so just wonder whether they think take Tony Watt maybe away from the very front line might bring the best out of him and he can then bring the best out of a proper striker and Louis Moult as a proper number nine. I mean, if, if Goodwin gets that blend right, then yeah. fair mm -hmm. play. I mean, he, he has, he's shown mm -hmm. himself to be a proper manager and it'll be, yeah. it'll be it'll be a cut above anything that the, the championship has. If if Louis Moult's playing like mm -hmm. the Louis Moult of however many years ago it was at Motherwell, mm -hmm got in the big move down south mm. and if Tony Watt is playing anywhere mm. near the levels that he got at Motherwell and if Declan Gallagher plays the levels he well, can play yeah, well, there's there a, quite go. a few ifs in there, there but, a, yeah, but yeah. there's you know, a potential there's, there's a team yeah. that can that can smash the league straight away it's the championship though it's, no, I, it's, I, it's, I mean I, I don't think I think there's big question marks over Louis Malt being fit for a season mm -hmm. I well, think yeah. there's big question marks over over Tony Watt still, I think there mm -hmm. has to be, there has to be, and all there's a lot of United fans. Again, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm plucking out, I'm saying a lot, plucking out thin air, but there are United fans that 
<clears throat> won't have forgiven him yet. I know he's he's yeah. he's apologised kind of. Well, he has he's apologised in, in our paper today that you know with what he said when he basically said he wanted to go to St Mern, didn't he? You know, mm. so. If, if he starts feeding through, you know, through the channels to Molt, who's banging him in the net, if he starts putting them on Molt's head yeah. to put them in the net, that, that'll all that, that'll all go. That's football. You know, we're fickle as football fans. One minute, you know, a player's caught the walk. You know, the next minute, people are on his back. That's the nature of football. The, the, the Gallagher thing is an interesting one. As Gallagher's well. a very good side. I, I think, think the Gallagher thing is a, is a really interesting one. Um, he, he, his father-in-law actually, Stevie, was it. St. Columbus primary maybe you know he's, he's a big Dundee fan I'm not sure oh, he's not on sure the board I'm not sure, yeah, I'm not sure how he'll take that you know but that I, I think you know you've got that I mean you talk about a goalkeeper and a commanding presence and all the rest of it all of a sudden you've got that kind of really commanding strong physically strong but good football player on paper he should well. be as good yeah. as it's Jonasy. He should yeah, be that he's, type of defender mm, for them, on, shouldn't as, he? As you say on, on paper he should be too good for the championship I, I think I mean we saw how how he went with um, <coughs> getting in the Scotland team. I mean, it's only a couple, camp, yeah, so. a couple of years it's ago. It's not long ago. Was he in the Euro squad? I think he was. I think he, he was. He was there when we got when we qualified. He was in. I think he Belgrade. was. In, I think he was. Uh, you know, what, the just kind of thinking, you know, we shaved the Saints there as well. Saints, but I mean, you know, talk, we talked a little about Saints on a shave the budget. Saints nearly got him when he went uh, to uh, Muddle. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, United, United were caught in that awkward situation this season as well. I mean, you know, Mark Ogren has looked and went. Phew, this has cost me a fortune. I put what twelve, mm. thirty million quid in, uh, in the club. You know, I'm, I'm never going to see a return. Remember, at his press conference, I can make money here and all the rest of it. And we just kind of shook our head. But um, kind of caught between, you know, getting rid of the big wage earners. I mean, it was still one or two because Tony Watt would be on, on, on good money, and it may well be that you know, Tony wanted to go elsewhere and couldn't get pay his wages. I mean, that's yeah. football as well. Why would he take a drop? Why would he? You know, um, but you know. I don't think Gallagher would, would, would come cheap either. So, mm. you know, there's been, I think, a wee bit of kind of um, smart thinking there as well, saying, OK, we, we do need to cut back. We need to kind of pay above championship. We, I would imagine United will still be the best paid club in the championship. By they've some not, they've not gone but they as if gone to crazy. blow them. Yeah, it's not a blow, you no, blow that, the rest yeah, out of the water. Budget, the, haven't gone crazy, but um, you, you need to pay, I think, premium mm-hmm. to get quality in certain areas. Um, because, you know, while for... Saints and Dundee this season, it's about staying in the Premiership. For United, it's about getting back there. And that's why I cut them slack. And it was the League Cup a disaster for them? Yeah, shouldn't have been out of it. But you know what? I know there was financially money available. And had they gone to the final, um, it could have been a very nice earner. But the key thing for United is to return in one season to the Premiership. And that's, and no harm whatsoever to the clubs in the Championship. You don't want to be there. It's a financial black hole. And to some extent, it's a football black hole. You want to be in the Premiership. You want to be playing Celtic and Rangers and Hibs and Hearts and Aberdeen. And for United or Dundee, you want to be playing each other and St. Johnson. If that is his business done, as I think, I think he said that it's if folk go out, then there will be more come in. But if, if you're looking at it now, George, how many how many out of ten do you give Jim Goodwin for that transfer business? I think the Deck and Gallagher one's taken up to <laughs> probably taken up to a seven and a half for me. Maybe. Yeah, around then. As I said before, there are quite a few ifs in there. Um, but that's the nature of being in the championship. You're going to have to take a gamble. If you, with quality players, there's a reason they will drop to the championship, and that's because maybe there's been injury problems like Louis Moult and, and Declan Gallagher had injury problems last season. Um, Something's happened, is not it? For I mean, I haven't. I don't think Declan Gallagher mm-hmm. played in the games I watched against St. John's. Maybe he did, but he certainly didn't stand up. Yeah, he did. I think but something's happened from a guy that was from Scotland, yeah. Aberdeen, mm-hmm. exactly. yeah. to be out of the picture. Well, he, he 
out the picture at Aberdeen and then out the picture at St Mern, you know? Well, it's interesting. St Mern have, have cleared a few players out this, they this summer. Mm-hmm. They've, uh, I think they've been needing a, maybe a wee bit of money or they've been changing the squad anyway. So I think United done a pretty good piece of business. Just looking at, obviously, the reading the Alan Temple stuff and <coughs> it's basically a free transfer unless United get promoted. Yeah. So they're only paying money mm-hmm when they've got money, when mm. they get promoted. So I think that's a pretty good deal for United. And that they should be getting a really quality player, uh, certainly at championship level. I, I'm a big fan of Big Declan, not just because he came and played futsal a few times in the futsal league that I run. Um, <laughs> but um, no, I, I, Midfield, I midfield, United's midfield. Well, you can, see, you can see Jim Goodwin's thinking immediately was, I'm going to strengthen the spine of the team from last season he identified that was a good thing about having Goodwin in f- for the last f- mm-hmm. few weeks of the season despite what happened in the relegation he got a longer chance than a new manager would have had to look at what he had and what he needed to strengthen and he obviously immediately identified he needed a strong spine for the championship he brought in really experienced players in Doherty Holt and, and Grimshaw <coughs> that played that, that level know what it's all about but now he's started to add that wee bit more quality with, with Gallagher and, and Mo obviously the, the week before I think just looking back at the obviously the Spartans was was a disaster uh, they look like a completely different team now fr- from there mm. are both away oh, it's yeah, not the one away. I would choose this is for me of all the leagues this is the game that has the most fascination for me because it, it'll what's tell, our both going to be like it'll as well. tell you uh, yeah. so much it will People will either be saying false dawn with the you know with the way things have turned, <laughs> mm-hmm. or they'll think it's the one. That if you win, it's it's the it's our. Can they do it on a Tuesday night? It's yeah. isn't it? They are some bangers thing. So can you do it in a? Fr- I mean, oh, we're going to have be, this. It's summer. It's the championship though. We're going to have this every so, week. Yeah, yeah, how can you so. tell? Some of them are brutal. Like, but I'm not <laughs> but <laughs> or can be. You know? It's an absolutely fascinating <clears throat> game, Jim, isn't it? I think there's a burden of expectation which United players are going to have to learn to carry, and I think. When Jim come in, you know, he that we kind of honeymoon period, then boom, you know, it went flat. Was it five on the, on the bounce? That, well, they lost you know, all the games uh, after uh, the split. Yeah, they lost them all. Yeah. And, uh, you know, um, so you had that and all the rest of it. But that, that, that's where you're getting that whole thing about patience, about manager. You actually can't come in and turn poor players into good players. You, 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 you can look at guys that are playing poorly. You've got to identify what is there in there? Is there aptitude? Is there attitude? Is, there, is it simply organisational? Is it, is it 101 things that I can fix or can I fix most of them? So he's come in, he's looked at all that, he's got rid of what he didn't want um, for, for various reasons, economic reasons as well, but playing reasons too. Uh, and now he sets about the process of, of kind of rebuilding. Now, to some extent, he's got to make do and mend. He's got to keep some of the younger guys and all the rest. He's brought some back, like Glass, that have been alone and all the rest of it. Um, he's brought in guys that know the championship, you just mentioned them um, there. Uh, you need that. You need that kind of. I think you need that kind of toughness. You know, with the whole Doherty and all the rest of it. But man, I think it'll be an interesting one as well. I, I liked him. I, I liked him kind of um, when they signed him. He kind of went off the boil, but he's a tidy player too. But I think the key thing we talked about the goalkeeper up front as well, Gallagher. You know, I, I think that he looks to me as though he's, he's assembling a squad that will hopefully have the right aptitude, and attitude, and desire, um, because that's absolutely what will be needed week in, week out. 
and and the acid test to a great extent will come on Friday night. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you know, I, I was talking to <coughs> an Arbroath fan uh, of my acquaintance last week. And he was, oh, get Campbell out. We kind of score <laughs> goals. You're like, oh, you think, what do you want? You know, I mean, you kind of, I said, what, is this fifth season now in the championship or something like that? You know, I mean, uh, some people would say shooting way above the, 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 their weight. You know, I don't think so. I actually think it's a relatively popular place, Arbroath. I think there's, a, you know, they, they, if they kind of build on what they've got, even when Dick goes, they could be there for seasons and seasons to come. But um, traditionally under Dick, they will be a kind of physically strong, imposing side and all the rest of it. And you've got to match that. You've got to meet that. And I think, um, you know, if things were to go badly on Friday night, I, I, I think that element of support, which, you know, is, is now starting to kind of mm. cut a bit of slack, might immediately switch back again, but you know, I, and, and there'd be pressure on. I think it might actually be a good time for this fixture. You're going to have to go... The give you <coughs> twice no matter what. I both start um, August, isn't the worst? Yeah, the I think um, the struggle, oh, they've been up and down in, in the, the League Cup. Mm. Last week, uh, they were playing four for, I think, and mm. they had three injuries at the back, and that left them with only Ricky Little as their only defender. So they're a bit short on bodies. Uh, obviously, Dick Campbell's got a bit of work to do getting his squad ready. So maybe catching them. At this time of the season, might just be a good good thing for United because um, Forfar beat them that day. And mm. But then Abroth came up and beat Montrose in the weekend. Mm. So it's uh, it, trying to take too much from the, the League Cup groups can be can be troublesome. But I, I think it might be a decent wee time to get Abroth away. United, Plus yeah. the, the weather it might be slightly better. Exactly. Than January. <laughs> um, just before we wrap up, I'm intrigued by. And I, I've got an eye on Fife. I've got an eye on Fife this year for the championship. Mm-hmm. I think both Wraith and Dunfermline, I can't make up my mind. I think Dunfermline will probably get a couple of signings yet. Mm-hmm. If they could get David Wotherspoon, then I would really be fancying their chances. But I like the look of Wraith and Dunfermline. And well, Wraith have obviously got through to the next round of the, mm-hmm. next <coughs> round of the cup. They, they're both in good shape. I could see... One challenging for the title outright. I'm not sure which one, and the other one challenging. You mm-hmm. could see, you could see them both in the playoffs. Yeah, I, I, and I think you know, f- from a United perspective, that's um, that's got to be the worry. Um, United, I think, will will end up with the str- probably the strongest squad because they'll still have a, the best budget, um, although it won't kind of it won't outgun the others by a, a huge factor. But I think. Um, the real danger is that when you've got, you know, clubs like Wraith and Dunfermline who are putting together good squads, who've got managers who kind of, you know, want and, and insist on players playing with kind of real passion and desire and drive and all the rest of it, they're the sort of games, both home and away, and actually particularly away, and by away I mean at Tannadice, you know, <laughs> for these clubs coming, it's, Dundee and it'll be a big feather in everybody's cap this season. So, you know, Wraith coming, Dunfermline coming, uh, Inverness a little bit I mean I don't know that I think Inverness will, will challenge no, but no. I mean I, I think you're right I think both you know both the kind of uh, the five sides could challenge whether they win it or not I don't know but the, but the real danger from United's perspective is both look eminently capable of taking points yeah. from United and, and, and kind of hammering a nail into a potential a premiership kind of challenge you know if they're doing it often enough uh, and that's why I'm, I'm throwing Inverness and others in mm-hmm. the, the mix here. I think United face that problem again. You know that the, they will be the big scalp that everyone will want to take, and that's why um, Jim, you know, Jim Goodwin knows he knows he has to get it absolutely right 
in terms of the, the personnel he's signed, having absolutely the right attitude uh, for what will be a really, really tough season. Hmm. Give it's you the last word, George, since you're our guest. If it's not United, who's it going to be? Who's, who's, who's the best? <laughs> Who's the best? I think the that's a really difficult question. Take it away, John. <laughs> Take it away. <laughs> United are going to win. It's fine. Um, it's uh, it's going to be tight. It's, it always is in the championship. But look at I think Wraith have done some really good business. I don't know if Dunfermline will quite be at that level. Um, but then you've got Queens Park, <coughs> excellent last season. That they've struggled a bit. They've a new manager and new to the Scottish football. That might take a bit of time. But they've got money and they've been. Signing these players by the looks of things. Partick's signings have been picking up. I was yeah, they really, lost the really, key man. Really, really worried for them with all the yeah. ones going out. But their signings have looked okay, but I still, they still don't look. I as don't think that. Yeah, they, I think they may, they'd be short of, of, of being right at the top of the, the division. Inverness frustrate me. I, I, mm-hmm. I'm counting them. They were okay. They just streaky on Sunday. You know? Yeah, I don't know how much quality they'll have. Adria was pretty impressed with in terms of the way they're coached and set up. You could see they're well coached. Air were decent against Saints. And if, if, again, we're talking about, like, Moult and uh, Watt, but if they keep Jamie Murphy and Aidan McGeady fit... I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean that's <laughs> quite scary for the Championship. Wingers obviously lost Akinyemi, which yes. is a lot of goals to replace. But they seem like a, t- a club on the up. I think it's it's going to be really, really tight. And that United, as, as you can mention, about pressure in the Championship, it's different for Dundee and Dundee United, I think, because the fans <coughs> just expect them to be in the Premiership, and then if they're in the Championship, you're expected to win every week. I don't think that's going to be the case this season, but I do see United as the strongest team. I think they, I think they probably will. I think, I think, it'll, I think it might be... be a, I don't think it'll be quite as close as Dundee <laughs> yeah, did it, probably but not. I think they'll be... I think they'll might frustrate us just yeah. as Dundee do, and you think, oh, come on, surely this will be the time and they'll, they'll break away. And they don't, but it's such a tight league. I forgot Green and Morton as well. I mean, mm, what a yeah. nightmare of a team to beat that is. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's not going to be fun, don't think. I, I, somebody reminded me the other day on, on Twitter, one of my kind of followers on Twitter reminded me in the, the, the days of um, Benny Rooney. Oh, well, you yes. know, that, that Morton used to regularly pummel United, you know, way back in the days when uh, Morton were a part time side uh, under Rooney. Of course, we're, we're owned by a very famous Dundonian, Hal Stewart, which a lot of people forget. But go. no, I mean, it's uh, Morton, well, Morton, I can't want to change yeah. the I quite like him. I, <coughs> might not be what Dundee fans want to hear, but I think Emery's got something about him. Is that, yeah, is yeah. That I think he, he may have been mm-hmm. in the running. And McCabe, the Dundee job. I like, I thought I like this, the, I like what I see of him at Airdrie. Yeah, I was, I was impressed with them. I, I'm not sure how much quality they'll have, whether they'll be up to playoffs. In terms of scoring goals, man- he's a young manager to Plastic pitch, he'll do too, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I've been doing it for years with plastic. Oops, mm-hmm. it'll be okay. Well, good stuff, guys. Thank you very much, as usual, Jim. And thank you very much, George. You're welcome back anytime if you do keep doing your homework like that. <laughs> Don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing for us, Jim. But anyway, thanks again, George, and thanks very much for listening. We'll be back next next Monday, hopefully. Thank you. Bye bye. If you like the podcast, we'd be grateful if you tell your pals about it, or even better, leave a review or a simple rating on iTunes or wherever you find your podcasts. All that really helps people to find Talking Football, and that means a lot to us. Don't forget too to pick up your copy of The Courier Monday to Saturday, 
or go to thecourier.co.uk slash subscribe to find out how to get our award-winning sport, business and local journalism across Tayside and Fife in the way that's right for you. The Courier. Local matters.